0: section 11 of a year with the saints translated by member of the order of mercy this LibriVox recording is in the public domain recording by maria therese june obedience all things whatsoever that they command you observe and do matthew 23 we all have a natural inclination to command and a great aversion to obey and yet it is certain that it is more to our advantage to obey than to command it is for this reason that perfect souls have so great an affection for obedience and find in it all their delight these are the words of st francis de sales and in fact this saint exercised himself much in this virtue although he was a bishop and superior of so many houses he even obeyed his chamberlain in regard to rising and retiring to rest dressing and undressing, as if he had been the servant instead of the master. St. Teresa often said, One of the greatest graces for which I feel bound to thank our Lord is that his divine majesty has given me a desire to be obedient, since in this virtue I experience the greatest consolation and content, as the one which our Lord enjoined upon us more than any other, and therefore I desire to possess it more than anything else in the world. St. Mary Magdalene de Pauzy, had so great a love for obedience that even though a command might be very difficult to execute or her weariness extreme she never appeared reluctant or showed the least sign of discontent but accepted everything with a cheerful countenance as if the most agreeable proposal had been made to her it even occurred to her to doubt of her own merit in obeying on account of the great ease and delight which she experienced in it but she did not content herself with submission to her superioress of her own accord she subjected herself also to her companions and even to her inferiors with this intention she chose one of her sisters whose permission she asked for even the most minute things which she desired or found it necessary to do and obeyed her in everything in spite of all difficulties if she could not have access to this particular sister she would ask the permission of some other and whoever was her companion in any employment she always yielded precedence to her And followed her plans and methods two obedience is without doubt more meritorious than any austerity and what greater austerity can be thought of than that of keeping one's will constantly submissive and obedient saint catherine of bologna when saint mary magdalene de plazio was sick she was accustomed to refuse any delicate food or costly medicine that was offered her But if the bringer required her to take it as an act of obedience, she made no further objections, but saying only, Blessed be God, she would instantly take it. As St. Dorotheus was not able to practice austerities or even the ordinary exercises of religion on account of his feeble health, he turned his attention wholly to the practice of obedience and after five years spent in this manner, it was revealed to him that the crown like that of the great St. Anthony awaited him in heaven. When some of the hermits, who had been most fervent in penances and in all the other exercises, felt aggrieved at this, our Lord signified to them that they had failed to understand the full merit of obedience. 3. Obedience is a penance of the soul, and for that reason a sacrifice more acceptable than all corporal penances. THENCE IT HAPPENS THAT GOD LOVES MORE THE LEAST DEGREE OF OBEDIENCE IN THEE THAN ALL THE OTHER SERVICES THOU MAYEST THINK TO RENDER HIM. ST. JOHN OF LA Cross. This saint, having finished his studies and returned to the monastic life, showed that he had a high opinion of himself on account of his great learning. To cure him, his director gave him a catechism, telling him to lay aside all other books and read this alone, picking out the words syllable by syllable like a child. He continued to do this for a long time, and with great application, and afterwards confessed that he derived from it not only a high degree of obedience, but many other virtues as well. We read in the lives of the fathers that four monks once visited the abbot Pampo, and each of them told him in private of the virtues of the others. One fasted severely, another did not possess the smallest thing. This one glowed with the most fervent charity while well, that one had lived in the practice of obedience for twenty years. When the abbot had heard these things, one after the other, he said, The virtue of this last is greatest of all, for the rest follow their own will, but he has made himself the servant of another's will. For, A little drop of simple obedience is worth a million times more than a whole vase full of the choicest contemplations. St. Mary Magdalene de Pazzi we read of a holy nun who was one day enjoying the company of the infant jesus in her cell when she was sent for by her superiors, begging him to wait for her she went to obey the summons and when she returned she found him no longer an infant but wearing the form of a full-grown youth by this he intended to show her how much her prompt obedience had caused him to grow spiritually in her heart in so short a time one day when st francis of rome was reciting the office of the blessed virgin she was interrupted four times by repeating a single antiphon by the voice of her husband calling her each time she answered promptly and when she returned the fourth time she found the antiphon written in letters of gold five to pick up a straw from the ground through obedience is more meritorious than to preach to fast to use the discipline to blood AND MAKE LONG PRAYERS OF ONE'S OWN WILL. RODRIGUEZ A Cistercian MONK, HAVING GATHERED UP A FEW CRUMBS OF THE close OF A MEAL, HAD NOT HAD TIME TO EAT THEM, AS THE SIGNAL FOR LEAVING THE TABLE WAS GIVEN, AND GRACE WAS SAID. HE WAS UNWILLING TO WASTE THEM, BUT HIS RULE FORBADE HIM TO EAT ANYTHING EXCEPT at THE REGULAR REPASTS. HE THEREFORE WENT TO HIS SUPERIOR, AND KNEELING ASKED WHAT HE SHOULD DO. But when at the superior's command he opened his hand to show him the crumbs they were changed into precious gems 6 all the good of creatures consists in the fulfillment of the divine will and this is never better attained than by the practice of obedience in which is found the annihilation of self-love and the true liberty of sons of god this is the reason why souls truly good experience such great joy and sweetness in obedience Saint Vincent de Paul. The saint just quoted had himself gained so complete a submission to the divine will that he cheerfully obeyed whoever had authority over him, as the pope, bishops, priests, and civil rulers as well, and evinced special respect and veneration for each of them. An incident in his relations with his director deserves notice here. Having with his concurrence left the house of Conde to avoid the high esteem in which he was held there he could not be induced to return, though entreated to do so by many men of high rank. At last there came a letter from his director, not commanding his return, but merely mentioning the desire which these nobles had for it. Immediately a doubt arose in his mind as to what he ought to do, and this could not be quieted except by a personal interview with the director, who then exhibited some preference for his return. Upon this he went back without hesitation. St. Mary Magdalene de Pazzi had such great affection and regard for obedience as a safeguard from the danger of doing one's own will, that the thought of acting under it was sufficient to restore her peace and serenity, when she was burdened by an unusual trial or labor. 7. Whoever has not the virtue of obedience cannot be called a religious. Whoever, then, is under obedience by vow, and fails therein, not using every exertion to observe her vow with the utmost perfection, I cannot understand why she remains in the convent, St Teresa St. Margaret of Hungary, a Dominican nun, was in the habit of taking all directions that were given to the community as addressed to herself and as if their observance depended upon her. St. Jane Francis de Chantal once gave permission to a sister in a case of urgent need to use the money which St. Francis de Sales had put into her hands to be employed for the sick alone. Though the sister was sure to replace it from a gift that had been promised her, Mother de Chantal began to fear that she had failed in obedience, and sent to St. Francis, who came the next morning to the convent. She immediately threw herself at his feet, and weeping, confessed her fault, and she herself said afterwards that she could never think of it without tears. 8. Would you know who are true monks? those who by mortifications have brought their will under such control that they no longer have any wish except to obey the precepts and counsels of their superior. St. Fulgencius St. Francis once gave the blessed Etidias full freedom to choose whatever province or monastery he might prefer as a place of residence. After four days of this liberty Etidias was surprised at finding himself much troubled in mind. Then, returning to the saint, he earnestly entreated him to fix his abode for life, for he knew that this liberty would banish all peace from his soul. 9. Every sister, on entering religion, should leave her own will outside the gate, in order to have no will but that of God. St. Francis de Sales Saint Asythias said of himself that from his first entrance into religion he completely gave up his own will subjecting it in everything to that of his superior, to whom he also revealed all his temptations and all his desires. And he added that in this way he had attained such peace of heart and tranquillity of mind that nothing could ever disturb him. 10. Many religious and others have been saints without meditation, but without obedience no one. St. Francis de Sales. A lay brother of St. Bernard's order, being dangerously ill, the saint visited him and encouraged him with the hope that he would soon pass from labor to eternal rest yes replied he i confide in the divine mercy and feel certain that i shall soon go to enjoy god the saint feeling that this might be presumption said reprovingly what do you mean brother when you were so wretched and had nothing to live on god put you in this place where you have lived so well and instead of being thankful for this favor do you now claim his kingdom as if it were your inheritance father replied the sick man what you say is true but have you not preached that the kingdom of god is purchased not by riches or nobility but by the virtue of obedience now i have kept these words in mind and have never failed to obey any one who has given me an order as all in the monastery will tell you why then have i not reason to hope for what you have promised me The saint was much pleased at this, and told it to all in the house after the brother's death. 11. Obedience is the summary of perfection, and of the whole spiritual life, and the securest, shortest, least laborious, and least dangerous way of becoming enriched with all virtues, and arriving at the goal of our desires, eternal life. Alvarez. St. Teresa was fully persuaded of this truth which led her to say that if all the angels together told her to do one thing, while her superior commanded the contrary, she would always give the preference to the order of the superior, because, she added, obedience to superiors is commanded by God in the holy scriptures, and consequently it is of faith, and there can be no deception about it. The revelations are liable to illusion and in fact she often disclosed to her director things revealed to her by god and when he disapproved of them she immediately let them pass st francis of rome on many occasions received commands from god to do certain things but she never did them without first having the consent of her confessor which was very pleasing to our lord On her deathbed, St. Mary Magdalene de Pazzi said that nothing in the review of her whole life gave her so much comfort as the certainty that she had never been guided in anything by her own will and judgment, but always by the will and judgment of her superiors and directors. St. Paul, surnamed the simple, received grace to perform miracles after serving God only a short time in perfect obedience. The devil, seeing that there is no shorter road to the summit of perfection than that of obedience, artfully insinuates many repugnances and difficulties under color of good to prevent us from following it. St. Teresa On account of St. Bridget's extreme attachment to penances, her spiritual father once forbade her to perform so many. She obeyed, but with reluctance, for she feared the loss of a spirit of mortification. The Blessed Virgin then appeared to her and said, Suppose, my daughter, that two of my children desire to fast on a certain day, one being mistress of her own actions, fasts, the other, who is under obedience, does not fast. The second gains two rewards, one for her desire, the other for her obedience. This instruction completely reassured the saint. 13. The more we see a failure in obedience, the stronger should be our suspicion of temptation and illusion. For when God sends his inspirations to a heart, the first grace he sheds upon it is that of obedience. St. Teresa When a nun wrote to St. Francis of Sales that she was very unwilling to do some things prescribed by the role of obedience, he answered in this manner, To wish to live according to one's own will, in order better to perform the will of God, what a wild idea is this, that an inclination, or rather a caprice, fretful, changeable, bitter, and obstinate, should be an inspiration. What a contradiction this would be! Surius relates, of the blessed Giordano, general of the Dominicans, that when he was ill of a fever in a Piedmontese city, where there was no house of his order, the bishop received him and gave him a magnificent bed, soft and richly curtained. The humble servant of God did not wish to rest so luxuriously, but submitted at the wish of a prior of the order, who had charge of him at the time on account of his medical skill the demon however seeing so good an opportunity appeared to him the first night in the form of a shining angel and gazed on him with wonder reproved him saying that he could not understand how he could repose in such luxury and how he could so soon abandon his usual mortifications without thinking of the great scandal that he would thus give to his order after adding that he ought rather to sleep on the bare ground he quickly disappeared the holy man instantly springing from the bed stretched himself upon the floor when the prior returned in the morning he was much astonished at the condition of things and immediately ordered his children shivering patient to return to bed if he did not wish to commit suicide the demon however did not lose courage and appeared again the next night under the form of an angel of light oh said he i had believed that a warning from heaven would suffice to bring you back to regular observance but I see that self-love is very strong in you. How do you dare to rebel against the light of heaven? Obey at once the voice of God, who requires you to leave this of him in the sea, to cure you amid the austerities suited to your state. Strangely enough, the good man allowed himself to be persuaded again to exchange his bed for the bare floor. But when the prior visited him the next time, and found him benumbed and half-fainting, he exclaimed sharply, What oddity or what spirit of rigor is this? But the saint interrupted him, saying that he was lying thus not by his own caprice, but by command of the angel of the Lord, who had expressly informed him that it was the will of God that he should not remain in such a luxurious couch. No, father, returned the good prior, it cannot be an angel of the Lord that has taught you to disregard obedience. This is the malign spirit who desires to destroy your life, or at least to prolong your illness, that he may hinder your plans for the glory of God if he comes again, show him no favor. With these and similar words he persuaded him to return to bed and allow himself to be cared for. When the demon came back on the third night, the reception he met with showed him that he was discovered, and he instantly fled in a paroxysm of disappointment and rage. The sick man soon began to recover, and afterwards pursued his apostolic labors with such success that his name became terrible to hell and very glorious throughout the world fourteen that obedience may be complete it must exist in three things in execution by doing promptly cheerfully and exactly whatever the superior orders in will by willing nothing but what the superior wills in judgment by being of the same opinion as the superior st ignatius loyola whatever command was laid upon st mary magdalene de Pazzi, she accepted it always with a cheerful countenance and executed it with promptness and exactness and what is more she obeyed blindly without stopping to inquire about the purpose and reason of the order and whether that or something else would be better for as she said she would not consider herself obedient though she performed what was required if she did not subject her own judgment to that of the superior. and so when she received an order she first applied herself to judge and feel as the superiors judged and felt Then she inclined her will to desire what she desired therefore she found no difficulty in performing anything whatever it might be once our lord ordered her to live on bread and water to go barefooted and to wear a single poor and patched garment but as the superioress did not consent to this she put on stockings shoes and her ordinary dress and ate the usual food as far as she was able until by an evident miracle god changed the will of the superioress By this she showed that she trusted more to the judgment of superiors than to her own or even to revelations. The abbot Silvanus loved one of his monks, named Marcus, with a special affection. When a person came one day to tell him that the others were much offended at this, he brought him to the cells of the monks and called them one after another by name. All were slow in appearing except Marcus, who instantly came out. The abbot and his companion then entered his cell, found that he had been writing, and had left the letter half-finished, that he might not delay in answering the voice of his superior. This proved to all how reasonable was the abbot's preference for him. I take for my model, said St. Francis de Sales, the little babe of Bethlehem, who knew so much, could do so much, and allowed himself to be managed without a word. 15. Obedience consists not alone in doing what is actually commanded, but also in a continual readiness to do on any occasion whatever may be imposed st Vincent de paul st francis saviour was so ready for any act of obedience that though he was working so fruitfully in india and with so much satisfaction to himself he said that if at the beginning of a promising mission he should receive an order from st ignatius his superior to return to italy he would instantly break off his work and set out st felix the capuchin excelled greatly in this virtue at the least sign from his superiors he showed himself ever prompt and ready to execute all their directions however arduous difficult and varied they might be without accepting any this was so well known that superiors were careful not to mention any wish of theirs in presence of this holy man without real need for he would be sure to consider a mere remark as a rigorous precept and immediately proceed to execute it End of section 11